His sadness was especially marked when he was alone, and strange to say, this man, who had been, only a couple of years before, fond of noisy gaiety, careless and good-humored, who had been so capital a teller of funny stories, liked nothing now so well as being absolutely alone. He purposely gave up a great number of acquaintances, whom he need not have given up even now, in spite of his financial difficulties. It is true that his vanity counted for something in this. With his vanity and mistrustfulness, he could not have endured the society of his old acquaintances. But by degrees, in solitude, even his vanity began to change its character. It grew no less, quite the contrary indeed, but it began to develop into a special sort of vanity, which was new in him. It began at times to suffer from different causes, from unexpected causes, which would have formerly been quite inconceivable, from causes of a higher order than ever before, if one may use such an expression, if there really are higher or lower causes. This, he added, on his own account. Yes, he had even come to that. He was worrying about some sort of higher ideas, of which he would never have thought twice in earlier days. In his own mind, and in his conscience, he called higher all ideas at which he found, to his surprise, he could not laugh in his heart. There had never been such hitherto, in his secret heart only, of course, Oh, in company it was a different matter. He knew very well indeed that, if only the occasion were to arise, he would the very next day, in spite of all the mysterious and reverent resolutions of his conscience, with perfect composure, disavow all these higher ideas, and be the first to turn them into ridicule, without, of course, admitting anything. And this was really the case, in spite of a certain and, indeed, considerable independence of thought, which he had of late gained, at the expense of the lower ideas that had mastered him till then. And how often, when he got up in the morning, he began to be ashamed of the thoughts and feelings he had passed through during a sleepless night. And he had suffered continually of late from sleeplessness. He had noticed for some time past that he had become excessively sensitive about everything, trifles as well as matters of importance, and so he made up his mind to trust his feelings as little as possible. But he could not overlook some facts, the reality of which he was forced to admit. Of late his thoughts and sensations were sometimes at night completely transformed, and for the most part utterly unlike those which came to him in the early part of the day. This struck him, and he even consulted a distinguished doctor who was, however, an acquaintance. He spoke to him about it jocosely, of course. The answer he received was that the transformation of ideas and sensations, and even the possession of two distinct sets of thoughts and sensations, were a universal fact among persons who think and feel that the convictions of a whole lifetime were sometimes transformed under the melancholy influences of night and sleeplessness. Without rhyme or reason, most momentous decisions were taken. But all this, of course, was only true up to a certain point. And in fact, if the subject were too conscious of the double nature of his feelings, so that it began to be a source of suffering to him, it was certainly a symptom of approaching illness, and then steps must be taken at once. The best thing of all was to make a radical change in the mode of life, to alter one's diet, or even to travel. Relaxing medicine was beneficial, of course. Vilchaninov did not care to hear more. 
but to his mind it was conclusively shown to be illness. And so all this is only illness. All these higher ideas are mere illness and nothing more, he sometimes exclaimed to himself resentfully. He was very loath to admit this. Soon, however, what had happened exclusively in the hours of the night began to be repeated in the morning, only with more bitterness than at night, with anger instead of remorse, with irony instead of emotion. What really happened was that certain incidents in his past, even in his distant past, began suddenly, and God knows why, to come more and more frequently back to his mind. But they came back in quite a peculiar way. Belchaninov had, for instance, complained for a long time past of loss of memory. He would forget the faces of acquaintances, who were offended by his cutting them when they met. He sometimes completely forgot a book he had read months before.